Hi, I'm Gracie Sarkeesian, the Executive Director at the NYU Wasserman Center, and this is All in a Day's Work, the podcast we've created for you. All in a Day's Work will bring you episodes featuring members of the NYU community doing interesting work and navigating the professional world. We are excited to share their stories with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello and welcome to All in a Day's Work. I'm Carrie Pannoni, your host for this episode, and today we're talking to Monifa Anderson, an alumna from NYU Wagner and the Rory Myers College of Nursing. Monifa, thank you so much for being with us here today. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much for having me. I want to first talk about, you know, acknowledging that the past year for all of us has been incredibly difficult, right? There's a lot going on with the impacts of COVID, but especially for someone like you that has experience working in healthcare. So I want to make sure we get to some of those specific challenges that you might have encountered. But before we dig into that, I'd love to get a sense of what your career trajectory has been like before the pandemic. Can you tell me more about your first degree at Wagner and what those years looked like after you graduated with that degree? From Wagner, I got my master's in public administration with a concentration in health policy and management. And it definitely prepared me to kind of work in the healthcare environment with a really broad foundation of understanding leadership and and economics and policy and how things were going within the healthcare arena. I worked at the New York College of Medicine in a program that worked with St. Vincent's Hospital in starting a program for doctors, moving them into primary care medicine, because at the time we had a lot of specialists, but there wasn't a lot of docs going into primary care, which is in foundation of right medicine, you know, foundation of the healthcare arena, you need primary care. And so I worked at New York Medical College with New York Medical College, as well as the Catholic Medical Center, St. Vincent's Hospital, and preparing docs to be primary care physicians. And as you went through those experiences, What prompted you to consider and and make the decision to pursue a career change and return to school after working in in those types of roles? So after I worked in your medical college, I went to work at the Visiting Nurse Service of New York. And there I was working directly with nurses and going out into the field and looking at ways to streamline their processes, getting their documentation onto tablets and, and more computerized systems to support them in seeing their patients. And so going out into the field and seeing the touch and the role of the nurse in the home just really resonated with me. And so it kind of spurred me to decide to go back to school and become a nurse. And when you made that decision to return, how difficult was it in terms of of the logistics, kind of returning to school, being back in the classroom? but also returning after having worked, right, for many years and and being a student again. It required me to go back to undergraduate work. I didn't have the science background, so I had to take, you know, anatomy and physiology and chemistry. And so it was really kind of delving into the sciences. And I went back to Borough Manhattan Community College and took college courses, so which was very different. You know, you had to do it on my weekends and around work and family life. So it was a really big decision. And again, also kind of being a caregiver. So it was was a heavy lift. And I I must say, but I felt that was on a good path and it felt right. Excellent. That's so important, I think, for, for people to hear because most of us will go through at least one career transition in our in our lifetime, right? Be it a, a full change or transitioning jobs. 
we can often be ready to do it right away. And sometimes it takes time. So I'm glad to hear that it, while it had challenges, it ultimately felt like it was the right decision for you. Yes, absolutely. It's like a, I think it's my career addition. I you know, added to my career. And so the time spent was definitely well worth it. And once you graduated, what was your first role? At the time when I kind of got through most of the prerequisites, I was working with New York City Health and Hospitals. And it just kind of aligned because the nursing profession goes through these uh, ebbs and flows. And so, you know, nurses were needed and, and there was this big push to, you know, we need nurses. We need, and it's still at this point, it, does, it hasn't changed too much, but there was really a push. And so New York City Health and Hospitals had a program where they were supporting folks with administrative backgrounds or, you know. Um, something outside of the direct care realm and supporting them in going back to school. I was able to do that through New York City Health and Hospitals. And afterwards, I went to College of Nursing, which is now Myers, um, Rory Myers College of Nursing. And I went straight into the ED um, as an ED nurse at Kings County Hospital. And so it was an amazing experience. It was exciting, hard, Uh, scary, all of the above, but it just felt right for me. And having had kind of the administration side of it, going into a community setting and then moving into more patient care directed work, how did that feel when you think back on it? Was that something intentional for you or was that something that kind of naturally motivated you to move forward in making these changes? It, it was natural for me. I think I've, uh, I've always been a caregiver the nursing resonated with me when I saw it in action. It was an easy fit for me. It really felt right, even through the process of getting there, going to school, taking the classes, you know, starting at Myers, going full time and being immersed in that the clinical realm. It was it just was a great fit for me. And I know in addition to that nursing work that you've done, you also had the opportunity as you move forward to take on more of a leadership role on the administrative side of nursing. Can you talk about what that role was like as you made that next transition? After I spent some time and some years working in the ED, I then went to work in the ICU because I wanted to see the continuum of care. And then I went into the community and did community care. And then I circled back and went back into administration and worked at Lincoln Medical Center for about five or six years as their deputy chief nurse. So it was an opportunity to really bring my administrative, my clinical, all of that together in the leadership role. And, you know, something I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation with the pandemic itself impacting most of us in different ways, right, personally or professionally, is there anything like that that has happened to you in terms of coping with a job loss or a job change that prompted you to kind of reconsider what you were doing and where you wanted to go? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, New leadership came. And in particular for me, it was a a different boss. I had started with one boss who retired, and then I had two other great leaders who came in and worked with me, and I worked with them and and, um, supported them and all the things that they were trying to do from a leadership perspective. They wanted to bring in their own leaders and people. So it really put me on a course to have to decide what what was going to be next for me. And it was sudden and it was unexpected. And it actually kind of led me to leave New York City Health and Hospitals. But, you know, it was definitely a learning experience. Definitely a learning experience. 
Yeah, oftentimes when that happens, you know, it's usually reasons that are out of our control, but it can still be difficult to to handle that. I'm just curious if, you know, as you went through that, as you moved through that, is there anything you learned that you you want to share with the listeners on kind of how to move through that and, and keep going and stay motivated? I realized the importance of networking, having your voice heard by those who you built these professional relationships with and being able to lean on folks professionally and, and personally. And I was just so fortunate when in all the work that I had done, the 14 years total I spent at New York City Health and Hospitals, the work I've done with Wagner as well as with Rory Myers, College of Nursing. I was president of the Alumni Association. And so I had I had access to amazing people. It was really a lesson for me to kind of reach out and say, hey, this is going on with me. And it was just a, a, an amazing eye-opening thing for me. You realize how important it is to make the authentic connections with people. And it's okay to call on folks when you need them. We'll be right back to our episode after this quick tip from Mia Beresford. Volunteering is a great way to learn about new industries and to gain new skills. It's also a great way to gain leadership skills. Employers will be impressed that you took the time out of your schedule to help communities and people in need and that you dedicated time to something you didn't have to do. New York City is the perfect place to find volunteer opportunities. But it can be overwhelming with so many options. Luckily, there are many great resources to help you figure out where you should be helping. Volunteer opportunities can be formal or informal, meaning you can find them through organizations that specifically recruit volunteers, or you can find other ways to volunteer. You can go to professors or other people that you know who may need help with a project or an event. Joining professional associations or any type of group related to the industry that you're interested in working in is also a great way to find volunteer opportunities. Check what resources your university may offer. For example, NYU Service hosts service fairs and days of service. Sites like idealist.org, volunteermatch.org, and newyorkcares.org are great resources to find organizations and opportunities. You can filter by issue area, location, and more. You can look at an organization's website to see their mission, the opportunities they have to volunteer, and their needs. Checking an organization's social media pages can also be really helpful, as they might post volunteer opportunities and different needs there. Whatever you choose to do, make sure to add your volunteer experience to your leadership or extracurricular activities section on your resume. And now, back to the episode. So I know this networking that you did also helped lead you to your next role, and you ended up on the front lines of the pandemic, and it was in the earlier days, so there was a lot more unknown factors. We knew a lot less about best practices, how to keep people safe. What was it like dealing with that new role, but also with the uncertainty and the stress that came with the impacts of COVID? 
So using my network and reaching out, I was able to, to secure a role at an federally qualified health center. And so I worked there and starting in January and I was over all their ambulatory care, worked with their nursing leadership, and then the pandemic hit. And it was, like you said, uncertainty abound, right? Everyone didn't know what to do, how to do it. And so it was really on the fly, learning as we went, just given the nature of the federally qualified health center network, most of the patients that were seen were, you know, complex care, really needed care because of their conditions and medical needs, social needs, social determinants, all of that. And so it was just really kind of pushing through. And what was, what resonated with me is because they needed to close practices. It was difficult to see folks, to be there for folks in some way. And so I had to open up screening and testing sites and make sure we were testing folks for COVID, make sure we were ensuring that our employee population were being tested for COVID. So it really changed the whole trajectory of the care we provided. It switched from direct care to kind of just screening and testing, ensuring we had PPE and supplies and and things of that nature. So it just really changed the whole role that I was in, but it was an amazing learning experience as well. Scary, but you know, we got through it. Because of COVID, because of having to stop normal operations, it led to me being front and center for so long. And then come June, early July of 2020, I was let go from the position as the director of nursing. And so that was also something very difficult to go through because I was doing all of this work. I was here, uh, you know, frontline supporting folks. It was a financial call that they made. I, along with some other providers and uh, administrative care team, were let go and furloughed or or laid off. And so it was, for me, it it was very, very difficult seeing that I had made the move from New York City Health and Hospitals to a whole new organization to then be hit with COVID and all of that. So just a very difficult uh, year, to say the least. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, I imagine, too, as you're going through that and that stress and uncertainty of, of COVID and the new role, you know, you're also managing your work and your life responsibilities. And, and after that, thinking about what's coming next for you. So I'm curious, how did you manage all of those and, and what moved you forward into the role that you took afterwards? I look at the time as really a time for me to kind of think about my career. What did I want to do? What really resonated with me? How did I see myself as a leader and continue to do the thing I was passionate about, which is patient care, supporting folks. And so it really was a time for me to reflect. And I was able to kind of be in a space where I looked at my life, my career. I was able to support my mother who while I was transitioning um, between New York City Health and Hospitals and NYU, she had had a stroke. And so it was just really a time for me to kind of focus and think about what mattered to me. And through that, I was able to find an organization. I was just happened to be listening to a podcast, funny enough, about a company called City Block Health. And one of the things that resonated with me was that their chief health officer at the time was talking about how this organization was able to continue to see members and 
patients during COVID. So they've just pivoted to virtual and they did home visits and all of these things that resonated with me. It's like, wow, if they're able to do that during such a crisis, what are they doing day to day as we move, hopefully move out of this crisis? And so it was a time for me to, I just reached out and applied for a position. I researched the company a little further and I applied for a position and I got it. <laughs> so I used that time between, that in-between time I called it, between working and being laid off to finding this next role to really explore what mattered to me. And I was able to find something that did. That's fantastic to hear, especially going through the the pandemic and being on those front lines and having seen a lot, right? And going through a lot personally and professionally, it can take a lot out of us. So I'm curious, moving into that new role, did it resonate more with you and feel more aligned because you had had a little bit of time to step back and reflect? Absolutely. Yes, it did. The mission, I've always been mission driven, hence why I stayed at, you know, health and hospitals for so long, because their mission to support and care for folks regardless of ability and status. And so to be on the front the side of an organization who in essence has the same mission, right? To see folks as they are, where they are in the community and providing those kind of wraparound services of looking at them holistically from a clinical perspective, as well as whatever social determinants really impacted their health, you know, food insufficiency and security, you know, housing issues, really being able to support um, that whole person. And so just, it resonated with me. And so to be able to find something when I was looking, it's just to me kind of a universal, aha, (laughs) you know, kind of what you want, what you put out there usually comes in some form. You just, reinforced that I believe that. And so it was just nice to see it. And I know something else important to you is is giving back and volunteering your time. You've studied at NYU, uh, certainly, and worked at NYU, but you've also been really involved with the university as both a volunteer and an alumni leader. So I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit more about the ways in which you've given back through that and what that has meant to you. Absolutely. Being the president of the Alumni Association at Myers, I really put my hat in the ring three years ago because I didn't see anyone that looked like me in that role. And when I was a student, I don't even remember who was the president of the alumni board or what that, what that meant. You know, it always about, Oh, you think alumni board, you think money or, or adding to kind of the scholarship fund for students, which are great things, but not so much involved in student life, mentoring, supporting them as they kind of think about what their career will look like. And so when I decided to kind of go for becoming the president and I got it, I really worked hard with the board to really like, what can we do to support the students uh, and alumni? So we thought about, you know, we started a mentorship program. We put together these amazing panel discussions, information sessions on the types of roles and career pathways for nurses. Um, So really, really focusing on giving back and being visible and not being this entity you hear about after graduation. And so I did that work for Myers, and I also was able to do it, um, in a sense, for Wagner being on the advisory council and and looking at curriculum and how are we preparing health leaders doing that with Wagner just kind of broadened me and, and able to kind of give back because I wouldn't be here if I didn't have my education. So what do you think is next for you? 
Ah, uh, good question. <laughs> um, I you know I like the current role I'm in. I think the opportunity at this organization is tremendous. I also think the work that's done here at City Block will allow me to tap into the organizations I have you know, history with. You know, I'm here in Brooklyn, and so lots of members that I see go to health and hospital organizations, Coney Island Hospital, Kings County Hospital. And so an opportunity to kind of tap into my network to say, how can we be that bridge to the community so that we can keep folks in the home safe and, you know, connected to their primary care docs. And I see myself in a role that allows me to, to be the bridge and to, to support community health in, in whichever, whatever way I can. I think if I continue to be intentional about what I'm passionate about, which is helping folks and, and making an impact on the health of my community, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. And you've made an impact on your community and, and the health of others, as well as those students and alum at NYU. So I'm excited to see what comes next for you as well. And I really appreciate your time today and for sharing your insight and your different experiences with our listeners. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Carrie. It was really, really my pleasure. If you want to learn more about the services that are offered at the Wasserman Center, you can log onto our career portal, Handshake, through your NYU homepage. Today's episode was hosted by Carrie Pannoni with episode guest, Monifa Anderson. We're produced by Miriam Miller and Lily Smith, edited by Lily Smith, and created with support from Danielle Crystal, Dana Rosa, Haley Garofalo, Diana Mendez, Joseph Mercadante, and Sarah Rosenthal. That's all in a day's work. Thanks for listening. <laughs>